Welcome to Boundaryless Leadership with Nozomi Morgan. My name is Doug Sandler. I'm a part of the production team over at Turnkey Podcast Productions. While Nozomi is traveling for the next few weeks, we put together some highlight episodes for you to enjoy. Let's get to the episode. Welcome to Boundaryless Leadership with Nozomi Morgan, the show where we explore leadership that transcends physical and psychological boundaries. Here's your host, Nozomi Morgan. Welcome to Boundaryless Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Nozomi Morgan. We explore the journey of executives, leaders, and professionals to learn how they have become a boundaryless leader. Today, I have another wonderful, fabulous special guest who I am so excited to learn more about. Our guest is Ellen Touré. Okay, thank you. She said perfect, so I'm going to take that. Thank you. She is the VP executive search at Y-E-R-U-S-A. Well, welcome. Welcome. Bonjour. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So as you can tell, probably at this point, if you can't, I guess I'll let you know. So Ellen is from, is French and so excited to hear more about your background. I met you recently through an event that we had here in Atlanta for Women's History Month. And you, I was just telling you before you hit the record button, but you have such a beautiful light, like a very, like this pure, beautiful light that is so like warm and welcoming. And I just really like a bug gets attracted to the light. <laughs> I just felt this, <laughs> this feeling inside my, like in my body that I just felt like I really wanted to connect with you and really wanted to hear more about your story. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. That's really sweet. I appreciate Ah, oh, my pleasure. So, Ellen, I would love you, you know, I know you have such a rich journey that you have to getting to where you are today. So I really invite you to start wherever you want and take as long as and as much as you want. But if you can share with us, how did you get to where you are today? And you can, you know, share with us your leadership journey and also what you do today. Okay. Well, I wonder every day how I end up where I am today. <laughs> uh, it's, it's incredible and very exciting. But for my career path, I think very early on in my life, I was called to leave France. I felt limited. I didn't, I was actually told one day that I didn't check the box. And that's what I felt in my heart. I didn't check the box. So I left uh, France early on. And I was teaching French abroad and actually loved doing that. It was such an incredible experience. I was going to other countries and sharing my culture with somebody else, my language, while learning about their culture. One of that experience was definitely a changing one in my life was um, being a French teacher on a military base in Cambodia. And it was incredible. I didn't speak a word of Khmer and they didn't speak a word of, of French. I was the only woman they would see every week. And it was such a humbling experience and it was beautiful in many ways. I've learned a lot in that experience and the passion kept growing about that teaching the language, but more than that, the intercultural, the sharing the culture, the dialogue that it opened 
and what it meant for me. Like you learn so much more about you and your identity. I had no idea what it meant being French before being outside of France. And so, yeah, that was the beginning. Then I had to go back to France for six months to finish my diploma. And then I was sent. So I could make choices for that like paid program that the French government was offering. And I think I asked for Indonesia, Australia, something else. And I got Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, that's how you got here. (laughs) I am not going to the United States. I grew up on an organic farm. My family will never (laughs) forgive me if I do that. (laughs) But in the end, the position was really interesting. I, I really, I had to go. So yeah, I ended up in Atlanta working for the French consulate, supporting French teacher here. And my dream job was to work at the Alliance Française, who is the French cultural center everywhere in the world. It's a school of French. But that was my dream job. And they had an Alliance Française here. I think I was very into their face. <laughs> and uh, they said, no, we don't have a job for you. I said, okay, I'll come back next week. <laughs> and uh, then it happened. Um, somebody left and they had a position and and I got the job of my dream. So at the time, it was the um, educational director building all the educational program. And then it so happened that the executive director informed me that he was going to retire in the next six months. And one thing led to another. There were several candidates. They couldn't find somebody. At some point, there was a candidate that I didn't feel comfortable with working with. So I just applied for the job. (laughs) And then they gave me the job and I thought, you guys are crazy. (laughs) I can't do this. But that's how it started. So at a very, I was 26 and this was the position of executive director, managing a team of 40 teachers and handling all the cultural events and having guest speakers coming from France and is so enriching. It was so much fun. It was a lot of work. I had no social life, but it was just very, very amazing what we were able to build and grow and bringing this dialogue in Atlanta. It was really magical. Wow. Wow. So, What do you think is really important for an intercultural leader to succeed or to to be an intercultural leader? I think it's very important to not take things personally, but always take a pause and think, hold on, you know, I'm feeling this way, but this may be just a different way of behaving, a different culture, and, and just take the time to assess before your answer. Yeah. And then I think a very important thing is to be an active listener. And, you know, it's not just intercultural leaders, I think it's leaders in general, but it's a very hard exercise to actually actively listen. Not many of us are able to do this because we're not taught that. But, you know, listening to somebody without having your cultural filter without already thinking about your next question, but really being in the moment and listening to people. I think that's how you capture their needs, the way they feel, the difference in acting and in behavior. So I think that's definitely very important. And then 
in my case, it's I'm passionate about those differences. I, I think they're so enriching. So, you know, I always embrace them. I see them as a gift and an opportunity for an open conversation. And hey, it's interesting because in France, we would do it more this way, but I like your way. It's, or maybe we could find something in between that works for both of us. So yeah, I would say definitely that not take things personally, being an active listener and see it as an enriching opportunity for both of you. Yeah, I love that so much. Something that you said that really struck me was about through your work that you almost like, I think you have to coach like, you know, your woman candidates to really help them to see or to stand in their power, really understanding their self-worth. So I would love you if you can kind of share that story again, because I think especially because you see so many different candidates and you can probably see they have the same qualification competence, experience, whatever you call it, yet you see them showing up differently. And I think this is a fascinating position that you're in to see that. So yeah, if you can just tell a little bit more about that story that you shared with me before. Yes, of course. Yeah, I think still in today's world, women tend to undersell themselves. So as I was sharing at that event, I work on a lot of executive searches. So positions with high responsibility. And yeah, very often I speak to women that undersell themselves, that don't dare to ask for what they deserve. And it's a journey. It's a journey to get there, to get that confidence. I think for me, I learned through my personal journey, you know, what it means to be a woman and to embrace my feminine side. I've actually always, I've never had any depth about, you know, whether I like men or um, about my sexuality or being a woman. I've always loved being a woman. I think it's the most beautiful thing that, uh, you know, being able to have kids is probably the most magical experience I've ever had. So I just really love being a woman, but I had a lot of things to learn about what does it mean being a woman? Like what kind of woman I am? What do I want as a woman? And one of the, you know, hard experience, traumatic experience for me was going through a divorce that was a betrayal. And that you're lost, you lose yourself in those marriage where you're not happy. And finding yourself, finding who you are as a woman, it gives you a lot of strength. And when I speak to women every day, I just wish <laughs> for it's for all of us to have had that journey, to be able to confidently know who you are as a woman. So for me, you know, I now know I'm a mature woman, and I think I'm not pronouncing that word right, but I love the age that I have. I love the woman that I am now. I've been going dancing recently in nightclub, and there were so many, you know, young women dancing on the night, and I was watching them, like, very insecure, having so much to prove. And I was there, you know, in my mid-40s, having so much fun because I have nothing to prove anymore. I was just here to have fun. I love dancing. And I couldn't care less who's looking at me or, or um, you know, who's attracted to me. I'm attracted to myself. I'm a beautiful woman. And I don't need anybody to, you know, to confirm that. 
And I thought, wow, that's so nice to be at this stage in your life. And I would want for more women to have had that personal journey and be more confident in their career path and in what they deserve. And when it comes to salary, there's also, you know, a big gap. And part of it is because we as women don't dare to ask for more. And you only get what you ask for. And I think you also only can ask for what you deserve if you know what you deserve. So, yeah, it's a journey. It's yes. a journey. But I wish that more women would find the time to go through that. Actually, women and men, because it's enriching experience for all to go through that personal journey. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So much wisdom there. Well, thank you so, so much. I mean, like I said, there's so many... I have a long list of questions I really wanted to ask, but <laughs> we'll just have to do this again. And yeah, I would love, love to have you back and continue more of this conversation. But for today, as we're closing, is there, or I should say, if you had one message you would like to share with uh, the listeners or audience, what would that be? That would be... If you haven't done so, start your own journey and find your peace. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. I was just kind of like sit with that. I love that so much. <laughs> so the very, very last question is, if our audience would like to get in touch with you, what would be the best way to do so? Ah, well, I spend my whole days on LinkedIn. So um, my eyes are stuck to the screen. So yeah, please reach out to me on LinkedIn, connect with me. I'm very present in the French community with the Chambers of Commerce. So I'm often at those events as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ellen. This is so beautiful. And I really feel like warm and fuzzy right now. So thank oh, you. Good. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me, Nazami. I really appreciate what you do. And I think you bring a lot to the community. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining and listening to this episode. Take this opportunity to explore your own boundaryless leadership. Thank you for listening to Boundaryless Leadership with Nozomi Morgan. Be sure to check the show notes for information regarding today's guest and to email Nozomi directly. Join us next week for another episode. <laughs>